All right, good morning, Game Changers. David Villa here, <clears throat> and I hope you guys are having a great Friday morning so far. And I am. I got a chance to drink some of the Six Shot Americano, Six Shots Espresso. It helps me uh, feel a little bit, feel a little bit ready. Just, just get going. We're going to discuss today. Um, we're going to kind of dive into part B of. Uh, of divine connections and uh, i think it was a good good interaction yesterday we had some uh interaction on facebook uh we tried a little uh, invite deal um so some of you guys uh, saw that in the game changer group um at this particular time we can't go post directly into the game changer group <clears throat> until january 2nd so things will get back to normal then so we're making do I appreciate you guys in the meantime since you're able to I'm going to ask you if you uh, if you guys interacted yesterday maybe share this with your feed and and uh, so so others could possibly get into the um, interaction so we're going to talk about divine connections yesterday we talked about um, you know we really kind of got into um, you know I, th I think went to a direction that was really healthy and really good that um, by nature my slant my bend would not be to go that direction and many comments I think that came in said the same thing they were thinking more divine connections with regards to business and you know and growth and opportunity and so forth and then we kind of went the route of really being there you know just being aware of what God is doing in your life and who he's trying to connect you with because the reality is this you could be someone else's divine connection it can be a divine connection for you and that hinge on the other side of the door could be the the uh, what swings your way for the divine connection so they could be connected even beyond just you know, a divine event happening on one side you know Sometimes we look at it and say, hey, you know what? I received a divine, you know, that was a divine connection. And we look at the blessing that came our way. But, you know, and, and, and that's what's prominently in front of us. But many times we're, we, we, we want, we're not tracing it back to where that possibly was derived. And that could have been derived from obedience. You know, and again, the scripture, the scripture does, uh, I believe the scripture actually proves this by saying, give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It talks about giving of your time, your talent, your treasure. And when you do that, God's going to take care of you as well. And, uh, but today, you know, I'm going to look at, um, wrote a devotion, a couple of devotions I talked about yesterday, um, you know, earlier, uh, a couple, a couple of years ago. And, uh, one of them was called get off my boat and the other was called, um, access. And, you know, I, I really do believe this. I do believe that God works through relationships. You know, I heard it said this way one time, you know, there's flesh people and then there's faith people. <clears throat> you know, there's people, there's people of, of, of faith that God places in your life and there's people of, of flesh, you know, and maybe somebody that we are more attracted to in, in different areas of our life that are, um, that, you know, God did not place there. And, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, just romantic relationships and things of that nature. I mean, as a matter of fact, more, way more, in my life, far more uh, has that happened in business and, um, you know, through partnerships, you know, some collaborations and things of that nature. And I've found <clears throat> that no matter, you know, flesh people, when it comes to business opportunities, when it comes to um, 
you know, like uh, collaborations or connections or, you know, we're financial gain or growth. I think a lot of times, I mean, it wouldn't be a flesh person, A, if it's if it's out of God's will and that, that makes it a flesh person versus faith person. But I think the very the very term flesh person means there's a temptation or an enticement or a benefit to your flesh, meaning you can look at this and go, okay, so I know, let me give you an example. I know that God placed this dream in my heart, this business idea in my heart, or, you know, I know that this is the area I'm supposed to pursue. And all of a sudden the enemy knows this. The enemy knows that you know this and he knows that you're excited about it. And then God's working behind the scenes, setting things up. You know, he, he starts it by the way. He's the author. So if he's the author and you believe that, which we tend to believe, then you have to believe what Hebrew says after that. He's the finisher. So let God do it, right? But then the enemy comes in and actually brings what I believe sometimes are counterfeits or flesh people into the situation. And this person could have some of the right connections. They could seemingly have like some of the right ideas. They could even get what you're trying to do. And they could say, yeah, you know, you ever thought about doing it this way and that way? And, <clears throat> you know, listen, I have these connections and I have, I, I, you know, I have this ability. And all of a sudden we're looking at it because we have this God idea this great thing that we know that the Lord gave us and he did. And then we saw, you know, some really breakthroughs in certain areas. And all of a sudden this must be God too. And you gotta be careful because, you know, you can get, you can replace faith people with flesh people. You can replace people that God's trying to divinely connect you with. I mean, the enemy, keep, keep in mind, folks, the enemy, the Bible again says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And keep in mind that Jesus defeated him 2,000 plus years ago on Calvary. He's done. He's dead. I mean, he's, he's, he's defeated. However, his job now is not to win because he knows he can't win. His job is to try to slow down God's people slow down God's plan and try to try to take as many people so to speak with him as possible so his job would be okay I know God gave you know Mike this dream and this plan and my I'm going to come in and I'm going to interrupt it and in the way he does that is is if he walked up and he said hey I'm I'm the enemy you know and I'm going to interrupt your plan you know, you would be you you would see him coming a mile away. He doesn't do it that way, right? It's a it's a it's a very very subtle approach, and he comes you know often as the angel of of, of light, you know, so so to speak. And uh, so this flesh people versus faith people. <clears throat> and um, when I wrote the devotion access, you know, I really uh, talked about this before. But I think it bears repeating or bringing back up, you know, when I talked about access points, I talked about people having access to your life. You know, if you give uh, flesh people or faith people access to your life, right, one or the other, they're going to serve. People are going to serve as doors or as walls. And, you know, it's it's real simple. But if you look at it, you know, it's, it's you can kind of use a room that has a door, you know, and possibly a couple of doors and it has walls, you know, four walls. And you can look at that and you can say people are either doors or walls. If I'm looking at faith people, people that God wants in my life, people that God placed in my life, divine connections, that's what we're talking about, right? If I look at the faith people that God's placed in my life, if they operate, they can operate as both doors. People should operate as both doors and walls. Let me give you an example. Faith person operates as a door. They are placed in your life by God. They're a faith person and they they are a doorway, right? A door that will open and lead you into right the places that God has for you or they could also be a door that shuts right and they could also be a wall that keeps you away from things that God doesn't want you right uh exposed to or they can uh you know and and, and so they're operating as doors and walls right and then you have uh, because a wall is a barrier 
door is an access point. And then you have this at the same time, you have, um, you have, um, um, flesh people that the enemy counterfeits and places in your life. And if they operate as a door in your life, then they are two things. They're number one, they're a door that shuts sometimes the very doorways and plans that God has for your life. And then they shut that door, they, but they also open a door. They're a gateway into a rabbit trail, right? A, uh, a, a place in a, a path that God does not want you to go down, that the enemy will lead you down. That looks really good at first, but it ultimately leads to destruction. And then if they serve as a wall, flesh people serve as a wall in your life, then they are blocking you, right? And preventing you and putting a barrier up and preventing you from reaching your God-given potential. So, People serve as walls and doors, right? And divine connections are doors and walls as well, but they're faith people. They're people that God places there to open doors and to be barriers around you. And that's, and we need those people in our life. I don't know if you guys have, uh, you know, have access or have uh, examples where, you know, you had faith people and flesh people and it looks, you know, it's very difficult to sometimes to discern. I mean, it's the, it's probably the oldest trick in the book and the enemy uses it every day and he's used it multiple times on me in my life. Well, let me ask you, I, I kind of want to ask you a question because you hit on it, you know, there's walls and doors. Right. And I think that there's also something that maybe you would be able to answer this is what's the difference between discernment and judgment? How are you? Because we have to be able to understand whether somebody is placed in our lives for good or for bad. The same way God will use somebody to give you a blessing in your life is the same way the enemy will use somebody to mm-hmm. question yourself or to bring you down. So maybe you, I don't know if you could yeah. just kind of give a, you know, just kind of a way so that, cause we we're not supposed to judge, but there's also people have the gift of discernment. So how do you, because mm-hmm. it's because to me, it seems like a very fine line between yeah. discerning if somebody is good or bad or going, you know, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. So, uh, you know, um, wasn't this isn't these this show isn't scripted you know uh so if you guys probably can tell that um anyway but so i i didn't know that question um however um i know the answer and i feel so looking at well let me look at two things because at the end of the question i think you i knew kind of where you were going with the, the judgment you were kind of more like judging somebody making a judgment call on somebody but let me just start by saying discernment and judgment the difference is using judgment is a good thing there's also there's also good judgment, right? Somebody would say, "Hey, you, you know, you're, you're, you know, the old school." My dad would would say this. His dad certainly would have said this. Um, you know, I guess as younger we go, we don't say it the same way, but we will say something like, "Hey, make sure and use good judgment, son." You know, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that whole "leave it to Beaver" kind of happy days. You know, father. So that statement of using good judgment, I think, is a natural thing, and it's a it's using wisdom or using good judgment, keeping your bearings about you. I, I think the difference in that, <clears throat> and that's a good thing, but I think it's a practical thing. I think that it's a it's I think that's innate um, on the inside of anyone if they're taught right and you know that that ability and you're going to use good judgment based on what you know and have access to based on how you're taught and how you and you know and and what you pick up on discernment is a gift I mean does the different the basic different difference between any of those is discernment is a spiritual gift Um, and so you get the gift of discernment and that comes, that's something. And by the way, the Bible says that we, we can seek those gifts. I mean, if you want to become a better, uh, you know, um, if you want to become better at relationships, then ask for the gift of discernment, you know, because the gift of discernment is something that is not, you know, people attract to the faith gifts. You know, but the discernment is a very, very important gift. And, uh, 
And it's just the ability to supernaturally God gives you, you know, um, you know by, through a gift gives you a feeling and you're able to, to discern whether or not that is a good situation. As far as like what you said now, I, uh, I guess uh, executing the final judgment on somebody, there could also be a negative because you could be skeptical. You know, I immediately thought of uh, skepticism. If you've been burned before, usually someone that's going to use it in that term is probably been burned before or been, um, you know, so they're going to say, how do you, how do you know if it's discernment or if I'm going to, you know, judge this person right off the cuff, you've been burned. So you're going to go, okay, I'm gun shy. I'm skeptical. And I think that that's a, you know, there's a point point of that. That's a protection. If you've got people around you that are faith people, they're, they're, they're walls around you and there's, there's, there's guidance go to them and ask. But, you know, at the same time, don't let the uh, past, what the enemy's done in the past to, to burn you through the wrong people, through flesh people, you know, I would say, don't let that keep you from opportunities that God has for you, you know, because, and it's a, because at the same time, the enemy's crafty, man. It's like, it's like, he doesn't just have one tool. He like, he constantly uses the same things and he flips them over. So he'll take the fact that he knows that somebody burned you and he'll flip it around and cause it to keep you from ever trusting or for trusting somebody that God wants to put in your life for, 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 uh, you know, foreseeable future. That makes sense. Yeah, that's absolutely. my opinion. But, but discernment is a gift. And the one thing about that is the enemy, um, the enemy can't mess with discernment because it's, it's a God given gift. So that's cool. I mean, I always thought it was the traditional, like you hear it all the time when you're growing up, especially just because like, you know, you go off with your friends or whatever and your parents at a certain point, your parents have to let you do what mm-hmm. you got to do. You know what right. I mean? You get to that point in your life where you've got to make your decisions. Mm-hmm. You have to decide for yourself whether something is the right choice or wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I think anybody should really focus on is trust your gut, man. That mm-hmm. gut feeling is a true feeling, and it's mm-hmm. something that you can tell whether something feels right. Does And don't get me wrong, it can be misleading. You can get mm-hmm. caught up in the hype of something, the emotion of something, following someone that you trust, and mm-hmm. that can lead you down the wrong path or whatever. But ultimately, I feel like that gut feeling is tried and true, and mm-hmm. that you can discern whether or not, you know, trust that gut feeling. You know, if something Absolutely. doesn't feel right, remove yourself. If something does feel right, continue see where it goes explore mm-hmm. you know yeah and i think that with a with a with a believer you know i think that that's a and i don't mean this i don't mean this uh super spiritually i just mean this like i think it's a that gut feeling is that god feeling it's that it's yeah. the, it is that discernment it's that it's it's the holy spirit on the inside of you just saying look you know i got you right and because ezra's right when you do you know there we're, listen we're, so we're talking about multiple things here but there are times where people, especially as you're as you're growing and getting older and things of that nature, where certain people that were uh, walls and doors in your life, their their position changes. You move out of that room, so to speak. You move, you know, you change, uh, you know, you change and move out of uh, the scenario where you know they have um, the same uh, right or um, you know freedom to to speak those types of things. They're there but you move into a different place. And then there's different people that God places in your life at different times. But, um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's a good thing. Well, um, <clears throat> what do you think? I was going to say, it reminds me of, um, just kind of the old saying, um, in church, if you pray for patience, Oof. if you pray for patience, do you think God's just going to give you patience or is he going to teach you how to be patient? If you pray for wisdom, he's not just going to make you wise. It would be really cool if you could just pray for patience and then all of a yeah, sudden you were just, just it was done. popped in. He's like, oh, you want patience? <laughs> Dude, that's, oh, that's you, probably my biggest Oh, thing. you want patience? I'm, I'm such an impatient person. But that's what the divine connection reminds me of. It's like that's a, it may seem irritating, but it's there for growth, and that's a divine connection. Like I, 
you want to learn something. You want to learn. Have you ever prayed for patience and then repented? I did. And then I prayed for patience. Like I want patience. Oh no, God, never mind. Oh no, God, please. I didn't mean that. I prayed. I prayed for patience and then I got a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Patience. Let me awesome, clarify, man. I love my daughter to death, but she, she is a two-year-old, and she is at that age where you got to repeat yourself 27 times, and she still don't hear you. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Oh, man. But yeah, that, that's what that reminds me of, is the divine connection. You can pray for anything, and it's not just going to fall into your lap. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can pray for a million dollars, and God can answer you and say, I'll give you a million dollars, but he's not just going to suddenly... He's going to teach you how to make it. He's going to teach you how to be financially responsible and how to grow what he's already given you. Yeah. Which that, that, that goes into another story is, you know, making sure that you are a good steward and that, that leads into a whole nother lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, in the few minutes we have left, you know, kind of staying in the line of, 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 um, the divine connections, um, the people you surround yourself with determine the person that you will become when you, when you start bringing the right, voices listen to this into your life you'll begin to make the right choices as well so you know here's the thing i mean we're talking to people this is game changer right this is this is a designed game a game changer by default is when they come into the game or they're inserted into the situation right and then we believe that ultimately god is the true game changer when we're when when the game changer is inserted into the situation it changes the outcome it changes the pace and so when you surround yourself right with you know with uh, people that that are the uh, faith people when when the people you surround yourself become determine the per they determine the person that you will ultimately become and listen to this when you bring the right voices into your life then you're ultimately going to make the right choices and that's the key because voices voices are everywhere i mean there's noise everywhere and this is that's the things you know sometimes you know god uh, deals with me to turn things off because you can't hear him you can't hear the right voice when there's a lot of other voices going on. Sometimes you have to, you know, we, we, we like noise, you know, here, if you come into our office while we're making calls, there's music playing. If I don't have the music on, you know, within 10 minutes, one of the team members are coming. Hey, do you have some music? It's it's there's, you go shopping, you go into the mall, you go into stores, there's music playing, right? We're, we're constantly, and there's no, nothing wrong with that. You know, some people don't do anything without music, but there's times where God wants us to shut, you know, the news off, shut the music off, shut the voices out and hear just his voice, right? And I think that that's where clarity comes from. And it's the same thing with the people that God places into your life. What are you listening to? If you go, you know what, I want to better myself and I want to start listening to podcasts, right? And then all of a sudden you go through Apple and download like 35 podcasts that have a cool, you know, they have a cool uh, image on the cover and say, you know, this sounds like it'd be a cool podcast. I'm going to download and check it out. And you're listening to pieces of it. I mean, do you know where they're rooted? Do you know where they where you know, do you know what their, their foundation is? Is. Do you know, you know, if they're, if they're speaking into your life, I mean, somebody's, you know, I'm talking a lot to business people. They may, you know, listen to podcasts that are somewhat motivating and what have you. But I mean, where's this person getting their information from? What is this person? Who's this person relying on? Because I'm going to be careful on what voices I'm listening to, because you can only listen to one voice at a time. I mean, at, at a specific time. So when there's a voice talking, you can say whatever you want. You're not listening, you know, intently 
to 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 the voice to to another voice. You're listening one. You know, there's one voice at a time. It's really all you can pay attention to. I mean, I I truly don't believe that people can effectively multitask. You know, I believe that you can get stuff done and you can flip back and forth. I'm talking that it is, it is virtually impossible to really be fully prepared, uh, paying attention to one thing while something else and fully pay attention to something else. There was a study done mm-hmm. um, probably f- six or seven years ago and I was watching it. Um, I don't remember what TV show was. Mm-hmm. Don't give me, I, I don't even know how I got there, but <laughs> they actually did the statistics and it's like of the entire population of the world, it's like 0.14% mm-hmm. of the entire population of the world can actually do what's considered by the definition multitask mm. where they can actually, and they did it with people who thought they could. And the test was, they had to drive through a very simple driving course while listening to somebody asking them trivia questions in their ear and being able to remember. effectively answer that. But then they got, when they got to the end, they asked them to recall something yeah. and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that was like, so you're right. You can only listen to one voice and something that you also said that we've kind of touched on this week, but is always something that kind of, you know, be careful what you surround yourself with too. Not just the voices that you're listening to, not the people that are in your life, but mm-hmm. we talk about the news and it's not necessarily the news. The news is, you know, gloom and doom, especially nowadays, but the people you're watching, even, you know, and I'm not trying to harp on somebody, but even if somebody looks, you know, the enemy will dress in sheep's clothing mm-hmm. to try to get close to you. Somebody can present themselves as a, friend when really they're your foe yeah just be you always and that's why i asked about the discernment versus and i I think i was meaning judging Mm -hmm. because i know judgment is not something we're supposed to be passing on others Mm -hmm. and using judgment is something we are supposed to use but that's where the discernment comes in and everybody should have that ability to be able to discern like this person really is not somebody that should be in my life they're not you you have to have that and you also touched on something else that i think a lot of people are afraid of which is silence Mm -hmm. silence is probably the most profound moment most humans can go through yeah because there is no distraction you are left alone Mm -hmm. there yeah in that moment and you're either there by yourself or you're there with god yeah and 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 absolutely and we we only have a couple yeah absolutely great stuff we have a couple minutes here you know um not only can not only it's not only for what it's keep this in mind it's not only to keep the bad people out right and it causes you not to, you know, to interact with someone that you shouldn't. It's 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 so effective at keeping the right people out of your life, you know. And um, if you're not careful, if you don't use discernment, you'll miss opportunity. So really quick, divine connections. We're talking about we're really talking about people of flesh and people of faith, and that's really what it comes down to. Let me kind of end it with this, you know, flesh people. You want to discern. You want to know. Okay, how do I know? And this is just maybe a, a, a litmus test, right? This is the ultimate when you when you look at all of the interaction and you look at every scenario and you look at it and you kind of you know drill it down. Here's the deal: flesh people, right, tear you down. And make you feel discouraged about yourself and your life. That's what flesh people do. They they feed your fears and they shake your confidence. So flesh people feed your fears and they shake your confidence. They waste your time and they drain your energy. That's a flesh person. So you have to look at everything that any interaction, you know, in the business or any interaction is a partnership or the relationship or, you know, potential relationship or whatever it is. Right. And then here's the deal. Flesh people tear you down. Are they tearing you down or are they making you feel discouraged about yourself? Right. Or your life. How about this? Are they feeding your fears and then shaking your confidence at the same time? 
right? Are, are, are they wasting your time and draining your energy? On the flip side, right? People of faith, God, God divine connections. These are divine connections, not, not connections that we talked about yesterday, right? You know, disingenuous connection. And, you know, I'm not going to get into all the D's again, but you know, all the things that we talked about yesterday, right? Or is it a divine connection, a divine connection, a person of faith, right? They build you up and move you closer to being the person that God created you to be. That's what they do. So, so, and, and then they, so feed your faith, listen to this, and they encourage you to pursue your God-given dreams. So they feed your faith and encourage you to pursue your God-given dreams. Are lovingly honest with you and will be strong when you're weak. It goes right. back. It goes back to iron sharpens iron, and those those the faith people will be the ones that also challenge you to grow. Yeah, absolutely, that's that's absolutely one hundred percent how it is. By the way, Latasha Hammonds commented, she it was a divine connection that she came across you on Periscope. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was years ago. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. She used to work for True Car. But I'm not sure. I don't think she does anymore. But she used to work for True Car in California, and and uh, absolutely, Latasha, I totally agree with that. And uh, we've been connected for a long time now. We also, we've got a couple of people that just been going off in the comments today, and we really appreciate it too. I mean, we do read these, and mm-hmm. it's something that we can. If there's something that people want to comment on or say something, feel free to, and we're always here to hear it too. Um, Kashi um, has been saying a lot today. Um, she said, "God spoke to me and said, relax and let it all unfold.'" And then um, we also had Alyssa Harvey say, "The Holy Spirit convicts, the enemy condemns." Ooh, and it's true mm. too, man. man. Alyssa brings fire two days in a row. You have some fire. Again, we got, we y'all, got some, y'all had to give me a mic, man. We got some strong yeah, women. We got some, we got some strong women in the game changer group. Absolutely, yes, we do. But you know, and, and so we're in the, we got to wrap this up. But one thing, kind of going off the discernment, the um, the discernment versus uh, judgment thing. God, you know, I wrote this down. God wants you to love everyone you come in contact with, right? But you have to make sure you're surrounding yourself with more people who fill your life than people who drain your life. Mm-hmm. So 100%. he wants you to love that's, and that's really what it comes down to, man. You know, you know, don't just fall right. If, you know, in life, right through from relationship to relationship, be deliberate, right? Use discerning, uh, make discerning choices. And so it's kind of end it, Mike, I think, because man, it's, it's really been weird because if it, if it weren't really Friday, I mean, we could kind of keep talking about this and it's not that we couldn't on Monday. It's just because there's so much to it. There's really, we haven't really gotten into what, what, like what really moves me, a lot of times are the, the the more the business side of things and we yeah. haven't really, in where that's where my intention was we really haven't gotten into that too much so looking at the discerning voices i mean just i'm just going to encourage somebody i mean if you've been burned before and you've been you know you're it's jaded some some somewhat it's understandable i mean i'm going to tell you because hurt will do that to you, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, somebody taking advantage of you, somebody uh, hurting you, lying to you, you know, um, you know, cheating on you, um, you know, uh, using uh, you, using you. I mean, I, there's so many things. Somebody that's, I mean, you know, people that uh, that stole from you, you know, whatever. There's so many different types of things, and I think they all, all those types of things come down to stealing. It's the, it's the thief in the enemy. That's what that is. All of those things are a thieving kind of thing. I'm going to steal this from you. I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to drain this from you. I'm going to use this out of you. And if that's the case, it's so understandable. I mean, I'm going to tell you that m- me too, right? I've had those things happen to me, and um, it's hard to not wonder, hey, is this 
that situation. But I just want to give you an encouraging word. God, devi- God designed relationships. It was not the enemy that designed relationships. God did. The enemy perverted relationships. What was it that Alyssa said? Was that something? It was the, the Holy Spirit. What is it? The Holy, Spirit, Holy convicts, Spirit convicts. The enemy condemns. Condemns. Okay. So I, I thought I heard something else. So, so the enemy, though, perverted the relationship. Does that make sense? The enemy perverted what God designed. God designed relationships. So God, I mean, rare, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm 48 years old. You know, I, I've been in church my entire life. I'm pretty sure my first diaper might have been changed on a pew. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was in church then. And I, I've never mm-hmm. had God. <laughs> yeah. Yes, love. Mm-hmm. I need an mm-hmm. organ. I need an organ in here. Hammond B3. I've never had, <laughs> right, God speak to me audibly that I, that I, no, I'd never have, I, not that I, I mean, you wouldn't, wouldn't forget that. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't forget that. He's never spoken to me audibly. And maybe he has to someone else. So he, he's, and by the way, he typically, you know, it's like when I've needed bless financial blessing in the past, I haven't just typically like walked out of my house one day. You know, I remember early on in my, I mean, in my career, God doing miracles and pe- through people and all kinds of things. But guess what? He did it through people. I rarely walked outside my yard and tripped over a bag of gold. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, oh my God, you, you know, did. God just dropped this here. It wasn't just published. What was, the, what's the one where they show up to your house with the big check publisher? Yeah. Publishers. yeah. <laughs> you don't just randomly get that. Yeah. Never, never won that. That's real talk too. That was something that like was a really big problem for me growing up was like, you know, you're witnessing so much as a kid, especially when you're growing up in church and you see, especially the churches we grew up in and Mm -hmm. Pentecostal churches and very open environment for worship. Mm -hmm. And it was something that really got to me as a younger, um, just a younger person. I don't know exactly what age, but whether it be like my early teenage years, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I, that's what I wanted. I wanted that audible voice of God to say hello. Yeah. Literally like the movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just to like to, there's the, if you you went home tonight and God speaks to you, but then that's the thing I think about it. now. I'm like, dude, if God starts talking to me audibly now, Oh, I'm out. It's it's, it's like, I'm scared, man. I know we got to, I know we got to wrap this up. I'll end this with one comment that was on here. Chelsea. And I cannot pronounce her last name and I do not want to. Chelsea is who I did the podcast. Is it, is it, uh, M U I R. -R. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't pronounce it. I don't want to mistake it. Firing off all day. Yeah. But she says iron sharpens iron. If they're making you dull or they get cut by how God is moving in your life, pay attention. Wait, say that again. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. If they're making you dull or they get cut by how God is moving in your life, mm. pay attention. I got to say, yeah. We, we got, you know what? I'm going to do this on Monday. Guys, come back Monday, but I'm going to give you a little preview. She just inspired me for Monday. I wrote a blog, like, I mean, this was probably eight years ago. I was up one night, like, really, I'm a really late night. I'm actually an early morning. I don't get sleep. So I'm a late <laughs> night person and an early morning person. I'm just a person. So... I was just, up you one. You don't sleep. I, yeah, but I, mean, I don't sleep long. Like I get up, but I'm a night and a morning person. But I'm, I'm I'm a night person, and I was up one night like eight nine years ago, and you know those infomercials that come on like the Ginzu kind of. Yeah. This was like a long one, like a thirty minute one on yeah. some channel, and I'm sucked into it watching it. And I wrote, and it was about these knives that you know cut through tomatoes and it could cut a nail and blah blah blah. And they had this 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 little. Oh, I've seen that commercial. You did. Yeah, because I've been up at four in the morning before I yeah. get you yeah so I wrote right an after article, the magic bullet commercial <laughs> I wrote an article or a blog on this called uh, um, um, I forgot what it's something about edge sharpening your edge or something like that I still have it we've used it but it was um, the point is is what Chelsea just said you know what is is I, I, I want to she reminded me is our our edge right sharp is it dull iron does sharpen iron and we're going to talk about that so let's move from divine connections on monday to what divine connections 
should do in your life, right? Iron sharpens iron. And just like one friend, the Bible says, sharpens another friend. So if somebody's not sharpening you, or if you're not, if you're not, your edge isn't sharp, right? I'm talking sharp enough like a Ginzu knife. Like, like when you cut a tomato, when you cut a nail, because we've all had to cut a nail with a knife before, right? <laughs> right? When you cut a nail, you can turn right around and make a BLT. You know you're what I'm saying? Me, you're telling me you cut your nail with a knife. You're not feeling like Bear Grylls? <laughs> no. I mean, you know, when you could, you know, when you, because when you need to take that knife out you and, <clears throat> and cut a tree down, you know what I mean? You go back inside and you can cut the head of lettuce. So anyway, we're going to talk about that on Monday. We're going to talk about what these divine connections do when they're in your life. They're sharpening you. And some of us, some of us, our blades are dull, right? And we're going to talk about how to sharpen our edges, right? And that's what we're going to move into on Monday. So we're well over. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend, a great Friday. I'm telling you what, we're going to do some things today. I can already see my sales guys out. Hey, by the way, to anybody <clears throat> watching right now, we are going to start scheduling this stuff in advance so you guys can share this out. If you enjoy coming in in the mornings, share it out. Have your friends come join us. We love it. We want this to be a conversation with you guys. So we appreciate everybody that's been here. Alyssa, Latasha, Chelsea, uh, Dagum. There's a lot of people commenting today. Latasha to said, don't laugh. Chelsea. I might purchase those knives. At one Who time. said that? <laughs> uh, Latasha. <laughs> Trina. Um, I tried to purchase them at that <clears throat> particular point. They don't work. They're Thank sitting you. there at 4.30 in the morning in his boxer shirt. Man, I need me a new knife. You know what? My <laughs> knife ain't me. cutting right. They sold me. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever cut anything hardly. So, I mean, I didn't really use them. But All right, guys. Hey, listen, we'll talk to you Monday. And uh, we look forward to uh, having Chelsea in studio. we got to nail that down, Mike. Yep. I'll She's get with her right after we got out of here. All right. Thanks, guys. Have Thank a good you guys. Week. We out.